Hello, this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Thursday the 25th of June. As always, the purpose of the bulletin is simple to state. I'm trying to keep you abreast of what's happening in unexpectedly positive or negative ways in the data from the world's major economies. I'm doing it because I can't see that anyone else is, and I think it might help people to understand what's actually happening. At the moment, the Cold Water Global Shocks and Surprises Index, which takes in data from approximately 500 lines each month, is modestly positive at plus 0.14, as it has been since early June, with US and Asia fairly solidly positive and Europe fairly solidly still negative. The main news today came from the US, where the third estimate of first quarter GDP confirmed an annualised slump of 5%. No news there. May's durable goods orders rose 15.8% month-on-month, with auto industry orders up 27.5%, and core capital goods up 2.3%. May's advance goods trade deficit widened 3.6 billion on the month to 74.3 billion, with nothing happening in exports, which fell 5.8% month-on-month, but imports falling only 1.2% as consumer goods rose 4.1% and industrial supplies rose 4.7%. This recovery in durable and capital goods orders and shipments and the widening of the trade deficit all point to the picture of the US domestic economy once again beginning to stir. In particular, with core capital goods orders up 2.3%, while shipments were up 1.8%, the capital goods book-to-bill ratio ticked up to 101%. That's the best it's been since September 2018. However, I also want to focus on the inventory situation because the spike up in inventory to shipment and inventory to sales ratios during April is potentially a significant drag on the vigour of any recovery. If inventories are exceptionally high compared to sales, Wholesalers and retailers will want and need to work them down before they start ordering. For example, between February and April, the retail inventory-to-sales ratio jumped from 1.43 times to 1.68 times. And to put that in context, it's higher than the worst of what happened in the Great Recession, where it peaked out at 1.62 times in December 2008. The problem is worst in the auto sector, where April's inventory-to-sales ratio jumped from 2.18 in February to 3.21 in April, and that compares with the peak of 2.69 in December 2008. Now, May's advanced data for inventory gives some hint of relief. Total retail inventories were down 6.1% month-on-month, but of that, auto industry inventories fell 15%, while the rest fell only 1.5%. Since we know... Retail sales rose 17.7% month-on-month in May, or 12.4% ex-autos. We can be confident that the resolution of those exceptionally high inventory ratios is already underway. Whilst my shocks surprises tally counts those falling inventories as shocks, they are undoubtedly a positive sign at this point. Finally, I want to spend a moment on Australia's job vacancy numbers not for their own importance, but rather because they illustrate the sort of problems that are overwhelming economic models throughout the world, making forecasts even more speculative than usual. 
Here's what happened. In May, Australia's vacancies either jumped 31.1% month-on-month in seasonally adjusted terms, or fell 8.7% month-on-month in trend terms. What's more, the trend movement for April for April was put at a 9.7% month-on-month fall rather than the 16.4% fall originally reported. In fact, what's happened is that the, quote, trend series, unquote, has been completely recast in order to accommodate the massive disruptions of the coronavirus period. History going back years has been massively rewritten, so greatly as for the, for the series as to be unrecognisable. Why does this matter? Well, it matters because it dramatically illustrates the wrecking ball which the last few months' data has taken to most existing economic models. Time and again, we've had results which are not just a standard deviation or even two away from trend, not even just two or three, but results in double-digit standard deviations out from where they should be. Time and again, we've had economic data which, in modelling terms, is simply unthinkable. This will have consequences for economic modelers and forecasters for years to come. And that future starts right now as bodies as august as the IMF and OECD attempt to forecast based on pre-COVID models, regardless of the obvious warning sign that should be flashing, which is this. What we're going through now is incompatible with the models we've got, the current situation impossible according to those parameters. The past upon which their models are based is right now no guide to the immediate future and their forecasts are not either, therefore. Well, that's it for today. Tomorrow, the highest profile data will be the Eurozone's May money and credit numbers and from the US, income and spending breakdowns for May. Thank you for listening and if you've got something out of it, Please help spread the word about the bulletin in any way you feel like. It's always good to have more listeners. If you'd like to know more about cold water economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at fastmail.com.